I'll drop that motherfucker. Recorded from the heart of the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Hey man, every book is a children's book if the kid can read. Sobros Network brings to you the Sobros Power Hour. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Let the SobrosNetwork.com team get you to your weekend faster. I just don't know how to express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. This is the Sobros Power Hour Podcast. I'm going to Shabooms! Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. So, Bros Nation, it is finally Friday and we are free again, getting our motors running for a wild weekend right here in Nashville, Tennessee, baby. Minds right, ass is tight. It's just about the weekend. It is just about hashtag Gen Friday. We are going to be having a good time this weekend. Snowed in, iced over, whatever you want to call it. The city's been shut down for a fucking week. I haven't left my house since last Saturday. But that's okay. Who doesn't love a good hibernation at least once a year? This is like this is the trend, right? We get like one really good snow every year in Nashville. You know, it's not like this. Like this this shit we've had here has been uh, pretty bad. I can't remember the last time. What was it? 2015, I think. 2015 is when we had that really bad snowstorm. It was like 7 inches of snow or something. But it wasn't icy like this. Like the roads are just, the roads are a fucking mess out there. So hopefully you guys have been able to work remotely. You haven't had to leave the house for anything. You stocked up beforehand and you haven't had to get out in this treacherous mess. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for you. My name is Big Natural, Stoney Keeley. I'm the EIC at SoBrosNetwork.com and I'll be your host for the SoBros Power Hour you can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. I'm flying solo this week for the Power Hour, but I had a little bit of time, and I wanted to get this out here because it's a fun show, and there's some some big stuff to talk about this week. So, the original plan for this week's Power Hour, as as you've noticed since we we launched relaunched in early 2021 is to get a rotation of Sobros on here so that everybody gets a uh, gets a chance to kind of share their voice and, and do one of these shows. Because it's fun. Everybody loves doing the Power Hour. Stephen McCash was supposed to make his Power Hour debut this week, but uh, you know we decided not to because the neighborhood I live in, you got to get up a, a... It's a slight hill, but it's a hill nonetheless that our neighbors have been having trouble with this week. You got to get up a hill just to get to our house. And then you got to get up and down a big hill just to get into the neighborhood. And it just wasn't worth it just to record a podcast. Stephen McCash has a great podcast idea that he pitched to me a little bit ago and was going to try and get it done during Super Bowl week. And then I got approved to cover the Super Bowl. So I kind of threw a wrench in everything that week. And then we were going to unveil it upon the world this Wednesday and uh, it all fell through, so we're shooting again for next week. But it did leave me with a dilemma. 
of what to do with this week's power hour. And I said I just wasn't going to do it. But uh, you know that whole thing about the Super Bowl throwing a wrench in all our plans? Well, one of those things is that we didn't get a power hour done that week. So I thought about it. I'm like, oh, man, only one power hour in three weeks. That ain't the way I'm trying to run shit here. We got to get the power hour up and going. There's not a whole lot of people listening to it. Well, when you compare it to some of our other podcasts, like uh, it doesn't have the downloads that the Unofficial Titans podcast has, doesn't have the downloads per episode that Phone It In has, but it's like this little core of Sobros Nation, like our biggest diehards listen to this shit every week. So I want to do it for you guys. That's why I'm, I'm doing this episode solo. I've done plenty of shows solo before. I do all of my game reaction pods uh, flying solo on the Unofficial Titans podcast because you just never know. I never know when I can get to it. So that's great. We just got the neighbor's dog just fucking barking like a maniac in the background. No big deal or anything. All right, I guess they've stopped, but I don't know. They might start back up. Maybe it was my voice that actually caused them to start barking to begin with. I don't even remember what I was saying. Solo shows, that's where I was, solo shows. Yeah, I never really know when I'm going to be able to get it done, so it's always just a matter of like, hey, here's some time I can knock out this week's episode with, and I'll just run through what happened. But I've never done a power hour solo before, so it's got me a little nervous, and these fucking barking dogs have got me shook, like I'm my attention's in two spots right now, so y'all forgive me if I get a little carried away. So, it's going to be a quick episode today. Uh, Just a couple things, like I said, that I wanted to talk about and get out there and hopefully have some fun to get you to your weekend quicker. Because after all, that is the purpose of the Sobros Power Hour. That's what we do here at Sobros Network. So, big news this week. In case you didn't see it, we have officially decided to retire the Friday Jams playlist. Now, this is going to be uh, a little bit of serious business. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you know what serious business is all about on the patreon.com slash Sobros Network. It's not good. Social media doesn't like it when you share the same link over and over, and their algorithms will keep that from popping up in people's newsfeed. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I've been sharing that same fucking Friday Jams playlist URL to the the social media feeds at 10 a.m. every Friday for the last five years. So, you know, it kind of grew to me to kind of feel like empty content. It's just like a placeholder. We stopped running the actual posts on the website because all it was was the same text and five different embeds. So embeds are are pretty bad for your site speed. Uh, And and Google looks at that kind of stuff and they're like, man, this is junk. This isn't anything but a bunch of YouTube videos embedded. Oh, and this is duplicate text because... That same paragraph was posted at the same time last week and every week before that for the last five years. So, you know, eventually they look at the post itself and they're like, this is just trash. So I recognized that and thought, you know, we'll just scrap that and we'll just add the songs to the playlist and tweet the playlist out every week. But like I said, uh, most most platforms don't like that. That you're it, It's spammy, you know, you're, you're tweeting the same link out at the same time every, every day of the week and it, it's just... It's not a good look. So uh, it it was fun, but I started to feel like it was just kind of hollow placeholder content 
and I don't, I don't like that. That's not what I'm about here. So, you know, I added everything that we had in our uh, Slack channel dedicated to adding Friday Jam songs. I added everything that was left in the channel on the playlist and tweeted it out for the last time this morning. But I, I want to make a more concerted effort to get actual good shit in that time slot. So that was the reason we did it. The playlist isn't going to go anywhere. It's not like I'm deleting it. I'm, I mean... It's got, it's got 1,061 songs on it at this point. We've been doing this every Friday since 2016. That's pretty crazy. Almost five years. Almost five years. So yeah, that was another thing. If I'm just tweeting the playlist link, you're not seeing the new songs that have been added. You got to scroll through a thousand songs just to get to the new stuff if that's what you wanted to listen to. So I started to kind of have these issues with Friday Jams. I had grown to to kind of detest it in a way, like, oh, I got to do this again. You're tied to it. And when you're tied to something like that as a creator and as a, uh, as a, as a business owner, you look at it and you're just like, man, this is fucking stale. Let's, let's get on with the show. Let's move on to something better. So I think the focus going forward will be more like individual occasion playlists, uh, stuff like that. We, we do have on the Sobros Network profile the, uh, the Pure Sex playlist, the Boss Ass Bitch playlist, we got the Fall playlist, the Summer playlist, the Christmas playlist, that sort of stuff. I think you'll see more of that. And if you follow Stephen McCash on Spotify, Stephen McCash did a great job of coming up with a different playlist every day during the early onset of COVID-19 when we were all locked in our houses for like two months at a time. Before people just started saying, fuck it, I'll catch COVID and leave in their houses. He did a great job for that and, and really was the inspiration for me starting to think like, hey, you know what, maybe this is the way. Maybe this is the way for the future and we can scrap this Friday Jams thing. So yeah, if you're wondering how long it takes me to make a decision on shit like that, approximately uh, 11 months. So there we are. Pour one out for Friday Jams today during your gym, Gin Friday and uh, put that son of a gun to rest. All right, let's take our, our first commercial break, pay some bills, and when we get back, we're going we're gonna to dive into the Mortal Kombat trailer and some winter movies here on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on the Sobros Power Hour, and holy shit, guys, how could I forget? I got some new copy from Manscaped that I got to read. I don't have to read. Manscaped's not paying to advertise on the Sobros Power Hour, but this copy is so good, I got to share it with you guys. You know, they're, they're paying for the deal with the Unofficial Titans podcast. But this, they sent me some new copy this week, and it's just fucking phenomenal. Hey, fellas, we are in the thick of winter, and a storm's a-brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. So <laughs> that's it. The Manscaped Performance Package is the best buy of 2021. It comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, which are great, by the way, silky smooth, and a travel bag. Uh, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SOBROSTITANS at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SOBROSTITANS. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SOBROSTITANS. 
Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. So I just, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. A storm's a brewing one to three inches when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Hibernation bush. Winter wieners. Winter wieners is what, what really got me. You can hear it sometimes, too. When I, when I talk about, when I get through the Manscaped ads on the Unofficial Titans podcast, you can hear Owen laughing in the background. Those folks do, do some good work when it comes to their ad copy. So shout out Manscaped. And real talk, the best ringing endorsement I can ever give of Manscaped is their refined cologne. I was talking with our resident film critic, Brandon Vick, and he was asking me about that cologne. And he said, you know, with 20% off, free shipping, it comes to about 40 bucks. And I said, I would absolutely pay that for the refined cologne. That's good, good stuff. All right, so there that is. We got to take care of the sponsors. We got to take care of the people that support us. So winter movies, I want to talk about this. I wrote about it earlier in the week. If, if you're not watching snow day movies in Nashville this week, you'll never get a better opportunity for it. Okay, there's an inch of ice on the snow. What? An inch of ice on the ground. There's three inches of snow on top of that. This is the perfect time to watch some cold weather movies. I always go Hateful Eight. That's probably my favorite movie of all time when I stop and think about it. It's just the, the performances, the style of it, the story. It's a fun little creative whodunit. And they tell you right there, well, I'm not going to give you any spoilers in case you haven't seen it. But uh, there's also a very, um, it's a very atmospheric movie. You know, you can see the, uh, the breath of the characters in the haberdashery. You can hear the howling winds outside and, and see the, the violence with which this blizzard sets in. So really, really good movie. Uh, I, I watch it every time it snows. Anytime it snows, I'm putting The Hateful Eight on. The Revenant is another one of those movies for me. Uh, the Gray with Liam Neeson, where he's, I mean, Liam Neeson fighting a fucking pack of wolves. Are you kidding me? And then as far as animated movies go, uh, stuff you can watch with the family, you can have your Frozen, okay? I'm not going to hate on Frozen. I thought, I thought Frozen was a lot of fun. Didn't see the sequel, but I thought Frozen was, was pretty fun and festive. But the GOAT animated Snow Day movie of all time of ever, in my opinion, is Ice Age. Now, I think Ice Age gets kind of a bad rap because all of the shitty sequels that came out were just awful. But that original, that first Ice Age movie, that was, I don't know if you could hear that, chef's kiss. Good stuff there. Good stuff. The Mortal Kombat trailer I mentioned ahead of the break uh, dropped this week. It's a red band trailer, so it's got all the violence. And this thing actually looks like it's going to rule. Like I had just conceded, I had just conceded that this movie was going to be trash. Like how, how do you take Mortal Kombat and make it, make it a, a good story, you know? And like the original one, I, I, I don't know if I want to say that I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did I think enjoying it and thinking that it's good are two different things. I enjoyed that, that old nineties cheesy uh, Mortal Kombat movie in the same way that you kind of enjoy Street Fighter, but you know it's not actually good. But this looks like it could actually be fucking good. And that's what's throwing me off here. We got a new character in it. I'm not sure if there's a backstory there. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see all that in the movie. But otherwise, 
it, it was a cast of some of your favorite Mortal Kombat characters. We got a good look at Kano, Sonya Blade, Jax was in there. You saw Jax get his fucking arms ripped off. It looks like Sub-Zero is going to be the main villain. Sub-Zero, quite literally, cold as ice. Scorpion's in there. Raiden is in there. Uh, I think, was it, I think it was Melina or Katana? I can't remember. I think there, was there even a flash of Reptile? Like, you didn't see him in the green ninja suit, but you saw, like, a giant lizard standing there about to eat somebody. I mean, that's got to be Reptile, right? Maybe Goro is going to be in there. Goro used to terrify me when I was a kid because you always felt like, you know, if you're fighting another person that's roughly your size, you're good. That's not, that's not that bad. But when you get in there with this massive Goro that's got four arms and literally just rips people in half with his bare hands, that's scary shit. So... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's a maybe this movie is still a hot mess, but it looks it looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. And I've talked to Brandon about this, and I think that's one that we're going to try and and watch together and do a live review on. So uh, be interesting to get the Sobros take on that movie when it comes out. Titans news this week. I talked a little bit about on the unofficial Titans podcast this week. It certainly sounds like John Robinson is not happy with Isaiah Wilson and the onus is on Isaiah Wilson to actually pan out for the Titans. So I talk about that a little bit and then we talk about the pass rush and how the Titans view the pass rush. And then I had Jake Arthur of the Believe in Colts podcast on to sort of give a state of the AFC South. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you take in your shows, it's there. Also wrote about Martin Scorsese coming after the uh, the movie industry and talking about how the term content has sort of uh, shifted the focus to, to treating people more as consumers and, and placing no value on the art of curation and, and taking care of the, the magic of film and cinema. I think he's spot on about a lot of this stuff. And I wrote a column about it this week that's up on SobrosNetwork.com. But I think it goes kind of beyond the movie industry itself. Like, this just seems to be permeating all aspects of our life now. And, and maybe it's because we are spending more and more time online. We haven't quite figured out how to, how to balance that. But it feels like everyone's trying to get our attention with this content. And, and it comes to a, a certain point where you're not valuing whether or not it's good. It's just volume. I'm reminded of a conversation that Brandon and I had a couple of weeks ago about Netflix when, you know, he kind of got a little curious whenever Netflix was like, we want to, we want to produce like 38 movies this year and release them. It's like, yeah, that sounds ambitious. That's quite a lot of content, but they never said it was going to be good. And their track record in 2020 was not so good. So I, I think there's, there's something to it there. And I think my, uh, my lesson, my advice would be to just take a little more time, you know, realize that these algorithms are choosing what to watch next based off of what you've watched before. And you're not really being exposed to a whole lot of new stuff that way. And I think you just have to be a little more concentrated in your efforts to find new art out there and pay attention to that sort of thing. 
don't just watch whatever Chris Hemsworth is in. And that's not a shot at extraction. I thought it was quite enjoyable, mindless entertainment. But it wasn't good. If you watch Extraction, you're going to be watching Spencer Confidential before you know it. And we all know Spencer Confidential was ass. Ass, ass, ass movie. All right, we're going to take another commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about some Nashville headlines this week on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on the Sobros Power Hour, Stoney Keeley wrapping things up with some Nashville headlines. This week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour, we are going to start with some terrible news. Taking this from WSMV News Channel 4, landlord terminates lease of Old Spaghetti Factory location in downtown Nashville. Okay. So there's just nothing sacred in Nashville anymore. There's not. We talked about it earlier. Demas is closed downtown, and you can say what you want to about Demas's. Some of y'all don't like it, but it's good. They got good chicken Alfredo. That bread is on point. Good salad, good dressing, and uh, I dare say good sweet tea. And it's gone. And now the old spaghetti factory. Mm, not good. So this is the story. The landlord terminated the lease of the old spaghetti factory location in downtown Nashville. The old spaghetti factory said its landlord for its second Avenue location lofts 160 Nashville LLC sent them a letter terminating their lease agreement. The letter comes after old spaghetti factory had tenancy at that location for 40 years and have rights to the rights to space until the end of December, 2035. Well, damn. 40 years, 40 years, the damn old spaghetti factory has been here longer than I've been. And you can say what you want. Nashville's got a great food scene. I get it. There's a lot of new trendy spots popping up all the time. But I'm telling you, the old spaghetti factory has a place in local Nashvillians' hearts, okay? I grew up on that shit. We went to field trips to the old spaghetti factory. The old spaghetti factory is special occasion material, okay? So I'm sad to see this headline. Sad to see it go. <sighs> I don't know what, you know, we know Demas is, is looking for another location in downtown Nashville, but we don't know about the old spaghetti factory. We need to know. We need to figure that out. Can we start a petition to get the old spaghetti factory back somewhere in Nashville? I don't know. That's going to be... That's going to be your homework for this week. Okay, headline number two from WKRN.com. Hundreds of vaccines set to expire due to weather given to Nashville homeless. That's right. Hundreds of homeless people in Nashville received doses of the COVID-19 vaccine when the winter storm forced Metro public health officials to close its vaccination sites this week. We are not going to let any vaccine go to waste, and if presented with additional opportunities, we will continue to deliver shots to our residents in Nashville, said Metro Nashville Coronavirus Task Force Chairman Dr. Alex Jahanger. Dr. Alex Jahanger had been all over the place for the last year. I mean, damn, he, he feels like he's part of my household at this point. He's on, on the news so often. But this is a great thing. I, I mean, this is something that uh, I, I'm glad was prioritized. Like, you got to get this shit out there. You don't want it to go to waste. And then uh, the homeless population able to get in and get their shots. And uh, this is good work. 
good work by the Metro Nashville Coronavirus Task Force. That sounds like a group from the Marvel comics or something, you know? Shield and sword and all this stuff. I'm just thinking about WandaVision. We're going to watch WandaVision tonight, so nobody fucking spoil it for me, okay? I'm already having to stay off Twitter because of this. So you might remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, people started clamoring for Dolly Parton to get a statue at the Tennessee Capitol. Uh, I think, you know, you should build a statue of this woman on every street corner in Nashville for all she's done for Tennesseans. She came out this week with a statement saying that she doesn't think she deserves a statue at the Tennessee Capitol. Her exact statement, I want to thank the Tennessee legislature for their consideration of a bill to erect a statue of me on the Capitol grounds. I am honored and humbled by their intention, but I have asked the leaders of the state legislature to remove the bill from any and all consideration. Given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road, several years from now, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, then I'm certain I will stand proud in our great state capitol as a grateful Tennessean. In the meantime, I'll continue to try to do good work to make this great state proud. Dolly. Spoken like a true champion. See, if the intent was to get people to not want to build a statue for you, this was not the move. You should have come out with something crazy. And then, you know, people can't build a statue for you. But you put out this statement, Dolly, if you're listening. You put out this statement, and it makes me want to, like, I want to start lobbying in Mount Juliet to put a a statue of Dolly Parton up there. Let's put it on the bridge that goes over I-40 right there so everybody that passes through town sees it. Shit, let's put a statue of Dolly at every uh, bridge and overpass in Tennessee. This woman's a hero. She deserves to be celebrated. That statue's going to come, Dolly. That statue's going to come one day. The Tennessean put out a story this week um, suggesting that Buck Rising, uh, Titans reporter for A to Z Sports, host of the 615 Sessions podcast, Maybe he could fill the hole that the midday 180 left at 104.5 The Zone. And uh, I think it's a pretty logical choice. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else they could go with at this point. The changes at 104.5 The Zone this year have been pretty, uh, pretty controversial, to say the least. Uh, divisive, maybe. I, I don't think everybody is... Uh, I don't think everybody's on board with some of the changes that they've made. J. Martin Ramon, not a popular choice to begin with. I got to give them a little bit of credit, though. They're kind of growing on me. I don't listen every day. I don't listen every morning. Maybe if I had to listen to the the slate of shows now every day, maybe I'd be singing a different tune. I like Mickey and Blaine okay. I like 3HL okay. Um, Midday 180 was was the show. Was the show for 104.5 and... You know, whatever happened there, I don't know if if they've talked about it. I haven't had my ear to the ground on that situation. I don't know what's going on when they're going to pop up on OutKick. Uh, But it, it, you know, for 104.5 The Zone to just kind of let that go and move in a different direction is kind of puzzling to me. So you look around at guys in the market that um, have the same sort of 
uh, moxie, the same sort of rapport with uh, consumers in this area. And I think Buck's one of those guys. Like, Buck's clearly a rising star in this industry. You know, he's, he's funny, he's informative, relatable, and even when he's not relatable, it's funny that he's not relatable, you know? I think he's got that type of energy that could kind of command an audience. So the question is not, should 104.5 hire Buck Rising? The question to me is, does 104.5 The Zone want to go to the moon? Because if they do, you sign that man and you go in. All right, we're going to wrap up this week talking about Jersey Oven out here in Mount Juliet. This comes courtesy of WKRN.com. Mount Juliet store owner sleeps inside shop, cooks food through the winter snow. As grocery stores are getting hit hard by people looking to stock up before the next round of winter weather and the long lines have left some waiting for hours, Randy Mowry, I hope I pronounced that right, y'all, y'all put my ass in check if I didn't, is trying something different. We had a couple of people get off the highway and everything else was closed. There's no place for them to eat. He's no stranger to this cold weather, lived in New Jersey before moving to Nashville. Shout out New Jersey, opening Jersey Oven in Mount Juliet. He says the store has been his dream. So uh, Jersey Oven's located over there by the Walmart when you first get off of 40. You hang a left right there. Actually, you don't hang a left. You do the little under loop thing and go back across. And then you're, you're there. The bagels, the pork roll, egg, and cheese, it's, it's the closest you'll find to the real thing around here. Good, good stuff. So the snow coming down, less people driving, his odds of getting stuck increase. So the man decided he's just going to go in by himself. His employees can't make it into work safely. The guy's just staying there, making pizza, making bagels for people. Shout out Jersey Oven. If you haven't been there, world-class breakfast. Haven't had the pizza yet, but I'm eager to try it. Sounds good. And we're right at 30 minutes. So we're going to go on ahead and get on out of here. Hope you had a little bit of fun here on this short edition of the Sobros Power Hour. We'll be back at it next week, maybe when the world melts a little bit. But until next time, you stay classy, Nashville.